Hey y'all, welcome back to the Chickasha Chamber Chatter Podcast. Today we are sitting down with Weston Dehart, president of CMS Willowbrook. Weston is one of my dear friends. I've known him forever and I love the conversation that we had today. We talked about all things CMS Willowbrook, how they are from Chickasha, a Chickasha company, but are representing our state so well. We also talked to him about revitalizing downtown and why it's so important to a community. I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation. But first, we want to thank our sponsors, Hillary Communication and First National Bank and Trust Company. Hillary Communications is coming to Chickasha, y'all, and we are so excited. Their high-speed internet is going to rock your world, and we cannot wait. Make sure you check out their website. The information is in our show notes, but it's going to talk about all of the places that they're going and the pricing. Okay, now for what you're really here for. It's time for us to sit down with Weston and hear all of the great things that CMS Willowbrook is doing for our state. So, we are here with Weston. Weston Dehart, thank you so much for being here today. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do here in Chickasha. Thank you, Cassandra. Thanks for having us on. Um, Thanks for all you do for Chickasha. We appreciate the... The chamber. Uh, well, I'm Weston Dehart, president of CMS Willowbrook. Um, we are headquartered here in Chickasha, but work statewide. Have uh, offices um, also in Oklahoma City and Tulsa. And um, you know, a lot of people don't know exactly what we do. We do um, a lot, a lot of construction work around the Chickasha area. However, you know, the bulk of our work is Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Stillwater. You know, other. Um, you know, larger cities and things, but uh, we, we've always chosen to, to stay here. Both, both sides of my family, both my great-grandparents actually moved here in 1901 from both sides of uh, my family, my, my mother's side and my father's side, so um, definitely a lot of deep roots here, and, and, all, and a lot of our longtime employees um, are all um, from Chickasha and live around the surrounding area, some of them have worked for us for as long as 45 years. Wow, that's impressive. I want to expand a little bit more on what CMS Willowbrook is. So you mentioned being um, not only here in Chickasha, but statewide. And I know that, you know, if I go to Oklahoma City and all of the new upcoming fun stuff that's going on there, I see y'all's cranes and I see, um, what are those, the banners and stuff that have your names on them everywhere. So tell me a little bit about kind of the big projects that you're working on and, and what that's doing for our state. Historically, we, we've really grown our company on public construction management work, and that, that's been a big focus over the last, um, well, approaching 50 years now. And uh, we really grew our business on that, so working for schools, uh, K-12 through schools, and also universities like USAO um, and uh, Oklahoma State University, OU, um, and... Uh, uh, a lot, of, a lot of different universities uh, around the state, as well, well as career techs, and uh, Canadian Valley uh, Votech is one of our oldest clients and, and a big client of ours, as well as a lot of the other uh, career techs around the state. Um, so that's a big part of our business. Um, about seven years ago, I got real interested in, in also expanding into more private development work, and so we started. Um, doing uh, multifamily, or most people would say apartments, and uh, 
that kind of became another sector of our business and led us into a lot of privately funded work and also got us plugged in real deeply to kind of the uh, you know the downtown Oklahoma City vibe and and all the fun stuff that's going on there we built the West Village Apartments which uh, surrounds the 21C Hotel and Jones Assembly on the west side of downtown Oklahoma City and then that led into uh, now we're building another big complex by Chesapeake um, the Class and Curve area and that's where you see the big uh, orange tower crane and uh, and have about four or five more of those coming up or, or started and uh, so excited to be a part of that that growth. Absolutely it is so cool to see you know like I said when we're up there um, but I have a question for you so you talk about you know how these are your projects and overseeing these projects what exactly does that mean are you out there with a sledgehammer like what what do you do? Well uh, so we we work as a a construction manager or a general contractor, um, which are fairly similar things. Most people don't necessarily understand the difference between the two. When we work as a construction manager, we're hired for a fee, um, so a percentage fee, and we we come on alongside the architect during design, do uh, budgeting and and, uh, constructability reviews, you know, help provide our insight of not only you know, how it's designed, what it's going to cost, better ways to approach it that would save money, um, you know, things of that nature and, and really being the owner's advocate. You know, as a general contractor, that's that's more um, price-based typically. Now, you still might, um, in a negotiated world, do some of those services as well. Um, but that's typically more what most people think of, like, oh, I'm going to build a building, I've got a design, and I go price it, and then this guy builds it. Um, so our job as a, as a general contractor or construction manager is to um, solicit prices from all the different trade contractors. Um, construction, especially larger commercial projects, I mean, it's a very specialized business. And so you'll have, obviously, uh, contractors who specialize in concrete work. You, you've got somebody that specializes in dirt work. Um, you know, um, mechanical and electrical and plumbing are all different specialized trades and then we also self-perform um, as well so we have our own concrete crews we have our own carpentry crews trim crews um, and painting crews but um, we, we keep about 80 self-performed staff um, at any given time and then have about 100 in our management staff um, and so um, you know a crew of 80 doesn't come close to doing all the work on our projects you know at any any given day across all our projects, we probably have several thousand people working um, when, when you count all the different subcontractor labor. Wow, I am so impressed. That's incredible. Like, my mind is blown. Um, so let's bring that back to the local level. You mentioned being here in Chickasha and, and that you're here. And, and I know, um, I didn't say this, but Weston and I have been friends for pretty much our whole lives. And so I know him and his family live here in Chickasha. Um, but as he just mentioned, he could be anywhere. He's working in Oklahoma all over the state. So why? Why Chickasha? Well, that was something when, when we moved back, uh, my wife and I moved back about six years ago now. And, and uh, you know, that was a family decision. Uh, at the time we had two kids. Now we have three kids. And and wanted our, our kids to grow up in the same small town community, uh, you know, like we got to, and, and smaller schools, and and uh, you know, just just a chance to get to know everybody at a at a deeper level and experience that. And so it, it made a lot of sense. I mean, we have such deep family roots here, 
and uh, it's been such a blessing and definitely wouldn't wouldn't trade it for the world and it was the right decision. Okay, so you live here with your family and it's the small town vibe, but why why are you choosing to build here? Again, um, being here at the chamber, I kind of know all the projects that are going on and you guys are doing a lot in downtown Chickasha. Why did you decide to do it here and not Tulsa or some other some other place? Well, um, you know, development work. Uh, so we talked about the construction business. You know, a, a small part of what we do is actually developing projects and, and kind of the, the difference in that being um, where we're building for ourselves, you know, buying a building, um, finding tenants, um, acting as a, as a developer. That's a, that's a real small part of what we do, but um, it is something that has always interested me. And so when we moved back, I've always loved the history in downtown Chickasha and I, uh, some of my favorite projects I've ever worked on, including some of my first projects were all historic renovation projects like Old Central at, at OSU that was built in the 1890s and, and Old North at UCO that was built in the 1890s and, and uh, I, I don't know, we've done dozens of, of historic projects, including the, the depot in downtown Chickasha. Um, and, uh, so um, really looking at, at downtown and after spending a lot of time in downtown Oklahoma City and watching some of the transformations that are happening, I really I, I, I felt like this could happen in our town and, and why are we wasting the, the great bones that we have? And, and so really you kind of got to look at uh, the uh, Chickasha Hotel project, which um, was... Uh, something that, that uh, First National Bank and their trust department, um, you know, Pat Brooks and Kyle Abrams and, and uh, my father, Kerry, um, got together and, and um, decided to save that, that building with historic tax credits and, and housing tax credits and, and converted that into housing, which was a terribly hard project and, and uh, you know, re really hard project financially to make actually work when you spend that much money on an old building. Um, and, and so that kind of started a catalyst in, in the uh, east side of downtown and because it, it had gotten to be kind of a scary area and, and it was really dark and, and underutilized and uh, you know that, that building also had several adjacent empty um, buildings next to it and that's when, when I got back I went to my dad and Pat and said uh, <laughs> we, we need to do something with these. Um, and that's kind of when I got involved in the partnership and, and bought in and, and, uh, as well as my, my sister and, and Jeff McClure and just started brainstorming what, what might be possible down there. And then, uh, of course we ended up with a microbrewery out of the deal, um, which stemmed from a conversation actually of me talking to somebody in town and, and, uh. And they told me, uh, you know what we really need downtown is a microbrewery. You know, that would really get things going. I remember saying, we, we're we never going to get a microbrewery. It's just not going to happen. And, um, you know, but that doesn't, you know, I, I, I was still positive. That we, there's a lot of other things we could get, but, but we're probably not going to get a microbrewery. And I, I tell you not, the, the next day I was having a conversation with somebody who said, well, you know, we're getting a microbrewery in town. I, I said, no. Um, no, I'm pretty sure we're not. And I, oh, no, we are. And uh, so um, she, uh, that was Amy Chick, actually, and she, she called up Holly 
and I uh, said, hey, I got somebody you need to talk to, and so I talked to her, and then Nigel called me, and, and uh, you know, before long, we had convinced them, uh, instead of just to have a brewery at their house north of town, that, that they needed to have a presence in downtown Chickasha, and, you know, then the EDC and the chamber all worked with them, and, and we were able to figure out a way financially to move, you know, their growth plans along by, you know, five, six, seven years, and and get them down here and I think that's helped a lot in the confidence of what can really happen down here and so um, yeah it's been fun and then with the the speak across the street um, working on some restaurant concepts and in the other buildings and started restoring the, the facade on the building on the far uh, east side next to first street and and uh, so that's going to be some type of food concept that we'll we'll announce when we've got it all figured out. But um, and then of course Tammy's um, retail store open up next to the brewery, and so it's been fun to reimagine these buildings and 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 ways that they can be you know economically feasible and and uh, you know also bring sales tax revenue to the city. It's it's really a win-win all the way around, and uh, just provide a place that. Um, we can be proud of that when people come to visit Chickasha, they've got they've got some place to go. That we've got some place to go and listen to some live music and and uh, you know I I just really pray that's going to keep growing. Absolutely, Weston. There are a couple of things that I want to touch on that you just talked about. One of them being, you know, you mentioned Holly and Nigel coming into the brewery, and then you mentioned Tammy's bling being down there, and both of them and the speak, all three of them are chamber members. And I've had the opportunity to just this past week speak with Holly, and having her business downtown has changed their lives. And so, not only are we changing the lives of these small business owners by the things that you guys are doing, but as you mentioned, I mean, the whole landscape of downtown, and then the additional sales tax. So every Everything that you guys are doing are impacting so many more people than um, and I think many realize. So that's a really cool thing that I wanted to make sure that our listeners know. Uh, another thing that I wanted to ask you um, quickly was, you know, we talk a lot about downtown. And as I mentioned, you know, I've known you forever. You're on, we're on a bunch of boards together. And so I've heard you say this before, but I would really like for you to tell our listeners why it's so important for our community for downtown to grow. The people who may be not downtown, um, they might say, well, what about us? Why, why are you just focusing on town? Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I think there's kind of two things. I mean, the obvious thing is the historic downtown is the heart of a, a smaller town. And usually even when you look at bigger cities that have grown beyond that, that historic area, be, it usually stays as kind of the heart of the city. And it's this, it's this cultural center that, that allows, um, it to be a recognizable place you know every every small town has has the the uh you know new patterns of development the walmarts and the you know dollar generals and the and we need those things we need all the services and and things um but but what makes the places unique are some of those more unique organically grown things that that just uh you know naturally thrive in a downtown area and like i said we're we're so fortunate that we have the buildings that we do. Um, you know, we're right up there with Guthrie, I'd say, as far as the best, um, you know, historic downtown bones in the state. And, and a lot of people are envious of that, and it's time to take advantage of it. You know, an, another thing from the city level that that I'm a big proponent of, I, I study a lot, there's there's a group out there called Strong Towns that, mm-hmm. that uh, provides a lot of information, but... Um, 
just the economic viability of restoring a downtown versus um, incentivizing new development in a, in a small town. And when you look at the services that are already in place, so every time uh, a new building is built or, or um, a new area is expanded, um, whether or not the building owner or developer pays for those utilities to come there, it's very expensive to bring water, sewer, power um, to, to a new area. Um, you know, and a lot of times, you know, when a big retailer comes in, they kind of demand um, those things to be brought to them. Usually that happens, you know, and it make, makes a lot of sense. But what happens is the, um, even if the developer builds those roads, brings the water, brings the sewer, and pays for all that, it gets turned over to the city. Um, I mean, that's, that's always what happens mm -hmm. for, for maintenance. And it becomes a liability on the books. Someday, the taxpayers have to replace that road. They have to replace that water line. They have to, um, you know, service all those services. Well, if you look at um, moving more commerce back into a very densely populated downtown area, every service is already there. The roads are already there. It's got to be maintained whether there's a business in that building or not. The, you know, the sewer, the water, everything's already there. Um, so it's very economical this, you know, from a city standpoint, to then put buildings there that then bring you know revenue and sales tax generation and jobs in a very concentrated area. So when you look at like our downtown, I, I would venture to say when you look at sales tax generation there versus say around Walmart, um, I guarantee you that that our downtown area is contributing more to our ability to function as a city from a financial standpoint than than a lot of those newer buildings that you might think is the, what's driving the engine. But, uh, but I tell you, there's, there's so many um, small businesses packed in such a um, tight area there that, that uh, the numbers would say otherwise. Wow, that's really eye-opening, Weston. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, and thank you so much for being here with us today. We are so proud that you're from our community and the things that you're doing throughout the entire state. So thank you for that. Thank you to your family for their investment in this town, and it was so great speaking with you. Thank you for having me on. I love these podcasts. I learned so much from our guests, and I hope that you do too. Today's conversation with Weston was so eye-opening. The reasons why he chose downtown Chickasha for his businesses that he's doing here and the fact that him and his wife moved back here. Weston, thank you again for joining us. And as a reminder, y'all, we'll be back on the third Tuesday of next month, and we really hope that you can join us. We want to thank Hillary Communications and First National Bank again. You can find all of the information on both companies in our show notes, so make sure that you check them out. Until next time.